yo, yo, welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris, the only podcast that promises to fix your life and then maybe doesn't fix it so much. We are going to give it a shot, though. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by my producer, audio engineer, best friend in the whole wide world, Mike is in the building. Say hi, Michael. Hey, what's up? Now, you guys might know me from YouTube. Chris vs. the World is my comedy channel. Laser Lemming is my gaming channel. Upandloaded.com brings them all together like a happy family that needs to be reunited. That is our website. Don't forget that you can subscribe to this show, Chris to Chris, for new episodes every single week, every single Friday. We have a new episode every single Friday. It's amazing. This is Friday 27, week 27, episode 27, if you will. Today, we got a great show for y'all. We are talking about starting over. We're also talking about The Lion King, Easy Jobs at NASA, Garfield, listener questions, and a whole lot more. It's going to be a fun show, so go ahead and stick with us. But I want to get this show started off right. See, recently, I've been worried about what's going to happen after I die. More specifically, I'm worried about what will happen to this show after I die. See, we joke a lot about one of our listeners murdering me in cold blood. Which I still don't condone, by the way. Do not do that. I don't approve. But what is going to happen to this show, Chris to Chris, if one of my listeners actually goes through with it? Or if by some miracle, I die by natural causes like a bus hitting me, right? So ideally, I wouldn't die at all. And I could host this show forever. It, I think it would actually have to become a hit at that point, right? If I'm hosting this show for literally 100 years straight with the same host, that's got to be some kind of record. I would have to be pulling some kind of attention at that point. I'd be a a footnote somewhere. Wikipedia, Guinness Book of World Records, that sort of thing. Anyway, this show is called Chris to Chris. So even if Mike here tried to kill me, I would not let him host the show. His name's not Chris. Oh, damn. So, I've been thinking of a backup plan. See, scientists seem to think that they can make people live forever within the next 50 years or so, give or take. They, they think that they're going to nail this cellular regeneration technology. But I can't count on that, right? So, I'm looking at religion as a possible backup plan. See, Christianity has a pretty good deal if you play your cards right with heaven, right? Heaven just sounds like an amazing place to be after you die. It just sounds like pure bliss. You know, there's roller coasters, endorphins, orgasms, whatever. Everything is happening all day, every day, and you're just having a great old time. Unfortunately, I don't know of any dead podcasters that are currently hosting their shows from heaven, so I don't have any frame of reference on that point. So I've been leaning towards dabbling in Hinduism just so I can get in on the whole reincarnation thing. Because that seems to be my best bet on hosting this show forever. But I don't know a lot about it, so I've got to do some research. In the meantime, we are going to move on to our tip of the week. So there's a wonderful movie that came out in 1994 called The Lion King. Mike, have you seen The Lion King? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because everyone has seen The Lion King. Anyway, the hero of the movie is this lion named Scar. He's got these big green eyes and black hair, and he sounds like Jeremy Irons. And Scar is this misunderstood character in the movie, because his whole life, 
he just couldn't wait to be king. He even has a song where he says, I just can't wait to be king. That's Scar. And then his brother, Scar's brother, James Earl Jones, he tells Scar that he's going to give the kingdom of Africa to his son, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And Scar doesn't like that. You know, he's like, wait, I've been waiting my whole life to be king. So he rounds up his hyena buddies and he sings them a song, just like you would do when you're angry. You'd sing your buddies a song. And do you know what that song was called? It was called Be Prepared. It's a song about being prepared for the challenges and tough times that might occur in your life. In Scar's case, his challenge was murdering his brother, James Earl Jones, or Darth Vader, which was a bad guy. And it's a really sentimental song until the hyenas start marching like Nazis. It gets a little off-putting at that point. But the point still stands. You should be prepared for the surprises that await you. Now you might be thinking, how am I supposed to be prepared for a surprise? The easiest answer to this question is to carry a gun on you at all times, but that's not always practical. Airports, for example, tend to frown on it. Real quick story. Uh, 2001, I want to say around August 2001, I was visiting my grandmother, my mother, my brother, and myself. We're visiting my grandma in Idaho. That's where she lived. And Idaho is a, a beautiful state but it is boring as sin. There is not a lot going on in Idaho. Like I said, the, the, the visuals of the weather and the mountains and the, the plains of green are beautiful, but there is nothing going on in Idaho. There's potatoes in Idaho, and the only thing you can do in Idaho is watch them grow. But when we were up there, they did happen to have a, like a county fair going on, which they, I don't really see a lot of in uh, Southern California outside of the uh, Los Angeles Fair in Pomona. So we went to the uh, Idaho County Fair, whatever it was, Boise County Fair, I don't know. We went, and while there, I picked up a ninja star, you know, a throwing ninja star, sharp pointy edges made of metal. And I was really happy with that ninja star because it was it was sharp, it was pointy. And my grandma did not have a lot to do up there, right? There was not a lot to do as a, a child in Idaho in my grandma's home. So I spent a lot of time in her backyard and I would just, she had a tree and I would just spend time throwing that ninja star into the tree, into the bark, just seeing if I can get it to stick. And it would because it was a dangerous, badass ninja star. Anyway, on our way back, we're taking the, we're taking a plane back as you would. And this is, like I said, 2001, right after 9-11. So, immediately, I was 14 at the time, I believe, and immediately, I'm pulled to the side, they start patting me down, they start uh, taking, like, gloves and wiping the inside of my carry-on bag, I, I put this ninja star in my carry-on, I guess, and then they pulled out the star, and they said, yo, dude, you can't have this, if you, if you, if you try to take this, we're going to assume you're some sort of terrorist that wants to take down Twin Towers, you know? And so they stole my Ninja Star. They stole my Ninja Star. They stole my property that I paid for with my money. And so I wasn't too happy about that. Anyway, that's my, that's my little story. Um, I, I talked about airports, so I just feel like, felt like I had to share that with somebody. So anyway, 
back to back to what was going on here. So 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 last week, I had to pick up my wife, my wife, my wife from the airport. Speaking of airports, I had to pick my wife up from the airport last uh, Friday or so. And this was a, a late flight she was coming back from. It was around 10.30 at night. So I get in my car, and I make my way past the 7-Eleven next door. And right as I'm leaving, I see a coyote crossing the street with a fully grown cat in his mouth. Wow. Fully grown cat in the coyote's mouth, and he's just kind of making sure he doesn't get hit by the cars, and he carries the cat across the street. And this is a pretty busy street. So it's weird to see such a beautiful example of nature happening right in your own front yard. Anyway, the point is, is that it was kind of a chilly night. And a cat could get pretty tired walking around the city night after night after night after night. Especially when it's cold. So this cat had the wisdom to ask for help. Wow, what a novel idea. So just like any good children's story goes... Mrs. Cat asked Mr. Coyote for a ride across town. And just like any good Samaritan, Mr. Coyote obliged. Where are you going with this, dude? Mike, what I'm trying to say is this cat knew she'd be all tuckered out from a long day of catnapping, so she was prepared to ask for help. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. That's where I was going with this. That's what I was going to say. Don't be afraid to be prepared, even if it means asking for help along the way. That's our tip of the week. Anyway, we got to move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. So, absolutely nothing interesting happened in the video game world this week. Well, I guess kind of. Uh, so, Nintendo announced that if you are a Twitch Prime member, you can get a one-year subscription to Nintendo Switch Online for free. That's uh, the ability to play online games, multiplayer games on the Nintendo Switch, which you could do for free before, but now you have to pay. Because, hey, why not? Why not give Nintendo extra money just like you're giving Microsoft and Sony and whoever else? Uh, so I have an Amazon Prime account, which instantly makes me a Twitch Prime member. So I thought, okay, this is kind of cool. I can, you know, I can score here. I can score. <laughs> but I forgot that Twitch is awful. For a site owned by the great and powerful Amazon of Oz, it sure is a broken piece of shit of a website. So, in order to claim your free subscription, you need to log into Twitch. And we have an official up-and-loaded Twitch channel, which you should definitely subscribe to if you want to look at a dead channel that does nothing. And why is it dead? Because Twitch logged my ass out of the account and refuses to let me back in. Awesome. So first of all, I know that I am entering in the correct password, but it refuses to listen to me. And it's like an angry Gen Z kid that just discovered politics. Because Twitch has made up its mind, and it won't let me disagree with it at all. It doesn't want to hear it. It doesn't want to hear it. No, no, no. I know everything. You don't know anything. That's what Twitch is. So I clicked on their Forgot Your Password link. And it asks me for my email. And then it asks me for my username that's associated with that email. Which I provided both. Just like a boss would, right? And then I get a message saying this bullshit. It says, that username and email don't match. Please check its spelling or try another username. For fuck's sake. So, 
I know this is bullshit because I have an email from Twitch that explicitly states that my username is now linked with that email address. So I follow Twitch's contact us procedure, which by the way, if you've ever found yourself resorting to a contact form for a website this big, you already know you're fucked. You already know it. You already know it. You're like, jeez, uh, it's, it's a lost cause, but you do it anyway, just because you hate yourself. So I fill it out. I tell them that their site sucks. And a few minutes later, I get an email saying something along the lines of, hey, we couldn't be bothered to have a human being actually read your problem. But based on the form options you filled out, here's some generic bullshit that we think might fix your problem. The first link says, reset your password. Now, I tried that probably about 20 times before I even got to this point. But sure, Twitch, I'll try 21 times, you know? I'll try your stupid link. So I click it. The link was dead. It was a bad link. Twitch's fucking help sent me a broken link to reset my password. This is your help email, and you're sending broken links. Anyway, I keep going. So I click on their second link, and it gives me some spiel about reactivating my account as if it was banned. It wasn't banned, but guess what? I actually had another Twitch account before this, years before this, that Twitch just decided to randomly ban, even though I had never even used it. That's Twitch for you, okay? That was years ago. And this is how much they've improved since then, since being bought by Amazon. Anyway, their email ends saying something like, hey, if this didn't solve your problem, reply to this email with all kinds of information that we have no intention of ever looking at. We might get back to you in a few business days, but regardless, from the bottom of our hearts, fuck you. So I replied to their email and I don't expect to hear anything back because I haven't yet. It's been a few days already. I haven't heard anything back. And when I was looking up this issue on the internet, I found a Twitter thread of people replying to a post made by Twitch on Twitter. And people were saying that they've been waiting for over a year for their account to be fixed. Over a year. One guy said that he's had over 40 accounts on Twitch because their site does this kind of shit so often. So the moral of the story here is that Twitch is just the worst. You know, it was Facebook a few weeks ago, but this week, Twitch, congratulations, you were the worst. You are, are the awfulest. In other uh, not-so-video game news, uh, the, the new Joker movie trailer came out, and, and honestly, it looks pretty good. Honestly, I wasn't too excited about the idea of this movie when it was first announced because the Joker from Batman is supposed to be a mystery. We're not really supposed to know his origins, but this movie tells the origins, and I, maybe I'm just so jaded because the I feel like the DC movies of late have not been so hot, and this looks good. It looks like it's in the vein of the uh, Dark Knight trilogy by Chris Nolan, and it's being executive produced by Martin Scorsese, so... Maybe we should do some kind of, like, flip between video game corner and movie corner where I'm not bitching about Twitch so much. Man, you know, there's a lot of curse words in today's episode, so uh, from the bottom of my heart, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Anyway, uh, I've run into a bit of a speed bump with this whole reincarnation thing. I've been thinking about it. So let's say that I convert to Hinduism. Actually, you know, 
I wonder if I even have to fully convert to Hinduism to get in on the reincarnation. Do, do, Mike, do Hindus believe that you need to be a good Hindu in order to get reincarnated at all? I don't know. Anyway, let's say that I converted, right? Hypothetically, I'm a Hindu now. Now, the inevitable has happened. I have died naturally from the bullet of a crazed fan. Now I'm dead. It's very sad. There's a funeral, the whole nine yards. Anyway, we move on to the good stuff, the big comeback. Now, being a Hindu, I believe I am legally entitled to a full reincarnation or I get my money back. I might actually be mixing this in with Scientology a little bit. They take a lot of money, but I don't think they give any money back. That's not in the Scientology uh, contract. So, so here's the dilemma. When you're reincarnated, you don't come back as a fully grown man named Chris. You come back as a baby. And if you fuck up too much, you might not come back as a person at all. You could be a rat or something. Mike, nobody is going to listen to a podcast hosted by a rat. It would just be gibberish. I've got to put some more thought into this. In the meantime, we're going to move on to the news. For over 30 years, the beaches of northwestern France have been invaded by old Garfield phones washing onto their shores. Now, this is true. You guys know Garfield, the orange cat. He used to be pretty popular. He had a lot of merchandise in the 80s and 90s, like, like the Garfields that you could stick onto your car windows with the suction cups. If you guys were around during those times, you, you definitely saw some Garfields in, in cars, or you might have even driven in a car with a Garfield or two. Now, one of the other fine Garfield products was an orange Garfield telephone shaped just like the cat. And in the mid-80s, Garfield phones were washing up on French beaches, and nobody knew why. Actually, it wasn't just the mid-80s. They've been washing up on their beaches since the mid-80s. So... I'd imagine that if you were to find a Garfield phone washed up on the beach, you might think it was a weird thing to lose in the ocean and then move on with your life. But when you found a second Garfield phone on that same beach, you might think you're going to die, right? Because that's something you might see in a horror movie. You're being chased by Garfield phones everywhere you go. Where does that happen? Well, everywhere you go on a beach, at least. So this environmental group in France... They're uh, called R. Villatonsu. Yeah, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that 100% correct. It, they get on the old French bullhorn, and they announce that a farmer and his brother have found an old shipping container in a cave. And that container that they found, it was empty. But there were still some Garfield phones hanging around the cave. The cave was kind of full of water, so there's some Garfield phones hanging out there. And they're like, ah, we think that this, this container has a link to these Garfield phones. And they say, if you love your Garfield phones, let them go. And if they come back to you, you will know what it was meant to be. So this environmental group is led by uh, some real ball busters. Because the article on UPI.com says... Our Villatonsu said that it is still investigating the origins of the shipping container in an attempt to identify who is ultimately responsible for the pollution. 
Jeez. 30 years later, and they're still trying to rub their noses in it. They're probably going to try to find these people 30 years later. And they probably didn't even stop to think that maybe, just maybe, there's a shipping company out there that's desperately searching the seas to find the beloved Garfield phones they lost so many years ago. In other news, NASA and the European Space Agency are paying people $19,000 each to lie in bed for 90 days straight. So the American and European space programs are working on a joint study together in Cologne, Germany to test the effects of artificial gravity on the human body. And it's actually pretty interesting. They say that the lack of gravity in space causes you to age faster because there's less stress on your cardiovascular system, which essentially makes your body lazy, I guess. There's uh, these twin astronauts, and one of them has spent more time in a space station than the other, and they, they both look pretty different. So I, I believe this. I believe this theory. Anyway, it sounds like the good old boys and girls at NASA have finally watched enough sci-fi to figure out how to make artificial gravity a reality. They want to use it on trips to Mars, and they think that forcing people to lie in bed for three months straight will give them the answers that they need. Now, I have actually seen this experiment conducted before, and it's called My 600-Pound Life, and you could watch it on TLC about 12 times a day, roughly. I checked out some pictures on their website, though, and it looks like NASA is trying to do this a little bit more scientifically than a sad reality show. So these beds, uh, they don't really look that comfortable. You're getting paid about 19 grand, though. So if you think about it, unless you're a teacher doing this on a summer vacation, you're probably doing this because you don't have anything else to do for three months straight. You probably don't have a, a steady full-time job. You probably don't have too many people that are really going to miss you. And I could be wrong, but it sounds to me like NASA thinks that they can simulate partial gravity, which is why I think they're paying people to lie in bed for three months straight. They want to see the effects it has on the human body to do absolutely nothing for three months. That's the way I'm reading this. And it sounds to me like they probably want some relatively fit people that are going to be willing to become gelatinous, soft people because they really need the money. So it's a, it's a, it's a, narrow, it's a narrow range of people that can get that, that lusted after 19 grand. But for 19K, yo, it's not a bad gig. I'm, I'm too much of a busybody to stay still that long. And, you know, I have a job that's not going to give me three months vacation. Even though 19 grand, I don't, I don't make three, 19 grand in three months yet. But uh, best of luck to the brave men and women embarking on this strenuous mission for a greater cause. Anyway, back to the whole uh, reincarnation thing. I, I'm basing all of my reincarnation theories on things that I remember about Hinduism. I didn't actually look anything up, and I might not be remembering everything correctly. But if I'm right, and I could be, I've got a big problem on my hands if I'm right. Because even if everything lined up perfectly and I'm reincarnated into a smart-ass human being named Chris, right? I'd still be coming back as a baby. Which, I guess is kind of good, because, my, could you imagine the horror my new mom would experience if she gave birth to a full-grown man with facial hair? Jeez, that'd be terrifying. And the issue here is that this show is called Chris to Chris. We can't have some asshole named Mike 
hosting it while we wait for the new me to grow up. And my ego says that I would be a great podcast host, even as a newborn baby. But my heart knows that that shit would get old real quick. The The content would be very repetitive. It would be a lot of gagas and uh, goo-goos and boo-hoos. You get the idea. Point is, we would need a backup host for the show until I'm old enough to take the reins again. So we would need to establish some kind of rules for this. The first rule being, the backup host would need to be named Chris. Because I kind of wrote myself into a corner with the title of this podcast. It's Chris to Chris. It has to be a host named Chris. Now, I guess you could have a host that legally changes their name to Chris. But it couldn't be you, Mike. Couldn't be you. I'm, I'm putting that in my will. Not Mike. The backup host must also be willing. This is, this is rule number two. The backup host must also be willing to step down on my 13th birthday where I become a man. Now, I'm not Jewish. But I'm going to take a page out of their book here. I'm going to take a page out of their Torah and say, on my 13th birthday, I'm ready. Now, this might be some sort of a sacrificial ceremony. I don't know. I'm not going to say right here and now that the, the, the interim host of this show needs to uh, die. I'm not going to declare that yet. I'm really not so sure on the details at all, but... This is something that we can work on more throughout the progress of the show. I don't plan on dying anytime soon. But I want to make it very clear. Again, I don't know how many times I need to make this very clear on this show. Killing me, murdering me, will disqualify you from being the backup host of this show. I don't care what your name is. If you murder me, it will give you bad karma, which is a big no-no for us Hindus. We got to move on to listener questions. First question this week comes from Devin. He asks, why isn't it called a Zoomcast? You guys uh, remember the Zoom. So he's referring to a podcast. Chris, of course, is a podcast named after the iPod or whatever I said a few weeks ago. Um, so you guys remember the Zoom? Uh, around the time the iPod came out, it, it became huge. And I want to say a few years later, Microsoft was like, yo, this company, Apple, which we had to bail out, we had to give money to in order to not become a monopoly in this United States of America. We, we had to give them money and bail them out so that we wouldn't uh, be violating any monopoly laws. They are now blowing up with this iPod thing. And so they had to get in on it. Now... Steve Jobs may have been an asshole that smelled like an asshole because he wouldn't wear deodorant. But the dude had a vision, and God bless him, he, 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 uh, he made it happen. Some, some of the most creative people are some of the biggest dicks, and this guy had a vision, and he made it blow up. And the iPod was huge. I, I don't know if I can really sell it. Because the iPhone is big these days, and the iPhone is an evolution of the iPod. Anyway, the iPod was doing well, doing really well. Enough, well enough to make Microsoft uh, look the other way, like look back, say, hey, what are these guys doing? And so they said, we need to have our own iPod. We can't let these fools Apple uh, just, just eat our lunch with a, a product that we had never even considered. Steve Jobs did not invent the MP3 player, but he sure as hell revolutionized it. Him and the good folks at Apple at the time. 
And so Microsoft said, look, we're Microsoft. We bailed these fools out. We can do it better. And so they created the Zoom. Devin's question is, why isn't it called a Zoomcast? First answer to this is that Microsoft called it the Zoom. Now, when the Zoom came out, I wasn't uh, super young, super old. I, I guess it's all relative, depending on how old I am. If, if this show goes for 100 years with me still alive in this body, uh, I guess I would consider myself pretty pretty damn young at the time. Anyway, I, I'm going to say I was fairly young, but not, not baby, you know? I, I might have even been out of high school. I can't remember when the Zoom came out. But at the time, even when the Zoom came out, it was a stupid name. I thought it was a dumb name. That was a dumb name, Zune. Zune sounds like something you would hear in a 1950s sci-fi B movie. It came from planet Zune. Zune is just something a little kid would say when they're talking about the aliens of Zune. Zune. And I'm assuming it has something to do, like they're trying to do a play on the word tune, but they call it Zune. Microsoft said, you know, you know what doesn't get enough love? We have our Xbox. But you know what doesn't get enough love? The letter Z. We should call it Zoom. Actually, if you're a, a, a European person, you might, you might call it the letter Z. I don't want to confuse anybody. And you know what? Just a side note to that. As a kid watching Power Rangers, I didn't really know that uh, British people called the letter Z, Z for the longest time. I'm, I'm talking not until like fairly recently in my life that I know that they called it Zed. And what, watching Power Rangers, one of the villains, one of the main villains, his name was Lord Zed. And he had a big letter Z on his staff. I never put two and two together because I had no idea. So the reason it's not called a Zune cast is because Zune is a bad name. It's a bad name. Didn't catch on. Bill Gates had a story about how his daughter and maybe his other kid, I don't remember how many kids of his, uh, wanted an Apple product. But he had, he had a story about how his kids wanted an iPod. And he said, no, no, I'm Bill fucking Gates. We don't have Apple products in here. You can have a Zoom. And we all know the rest is history. You don't see anybody buying a new Zoom. Microsoft discontinued the Zoom. There's no new Zooms. So that's why it's not called the Zoomcast. Microsoft didn't have the heart to, to continue it. Although, I will say, uh, Microsoft kind of pioneered, I would say, the, uh, a, better, a better version of a music subscription subservice. Wow, I totally flubbed that words. That words, those words. They had a, a, a music subscription service that I think it was about 10 or 15 bucks a month, and you could stream unlimited music, and you got to keep and download permanently one album per month, which is a really good deal if you look back at it, because nowadays it's not even, it's not that good. It was a better deal then than it is now. But that's why it's not called the Zoomcast. The next question here is from Yillian. She asks, mustard or mayo? Now, mustard. I have the story about why I don't like mustard. Now, I've always wanted to like mustard, by the way. I've always, it's always been appealing in a sense because especially with a hot dog, right? 
So you have the red from the ketchup and the yellow from the mustard, and they just kind of uh, mingle together, crossing over like uh, some DNA strands. So I've always wanted to like mustard, but I don't. I don't. And maybe I feel a little ashamed for that, but it just is what it is. And I'll tell you why I don't like it. Now, a lot of people will tell you that there's no way you can remember anything before you're before you were six years old or seven years old. There's no way you have any memories that young, but I do. Now, I'll concede that they are not clear memories. They're not strong memories, but I do have little flashes of memories, especially with my first experience with mustard that I remember. So as a kid, uh, sometimes for a meal, my mom would cut up a hot dog, say, hey, here you go. This is your dinner. And I remember being at the dinner table eating a cut-up hot dog, and she put mustard on it. And as far as I know, this is the first time I ever ate mustard. And I'm ready to chow down. This looks good. I know hot dogs. Those are good. I don't know this stuff, this yellow stuff, but it looks good. And so I, I go for it. You know what I'm saying? I, I start chowing down, but immediately, almost immediately, my tongue and my stomach say, yo, yo, don't like what's happening here. Don't like what's happening here. So they did the noble thing. My, my, my stomach did the noble thing. And it helped me to uh, vomit all across the uh, dinner table. As I was like three or four years old. And I have a vague memory of this. And as far as I remember, that is the last time I ever truly dug in on some mustard. So to be fair, I haven't given mustard a big fair shake, but I know I'm not a fan still to this day because just like mayo, mustard has found its way onto my burgers from many an inattentive teenager working at the fast food line. You know what I'm saying? So I'll, I'll be biting down on a burger or something and there's mustard on it, even though I didn't ask for no mustard. And I don't like it. I don't like it. You know, it's, I'm not proud of this. I'm not proud of this. It would be, my life would be so much easier. Well, not so much, but partially easier if I liked more kinds of foods. I'm not proud that I don't like mustard or mayo. It just is what it is. All right. Uh, let's see here. We got some more questions here. Uh, Ken asks, if time is relative, are my relatives time? answer to that question is a clear and definitive yes. Your relatives are time because your relatives consume time. They are like, uh, what's the uh, Galacticus? Is that the, the bad guy from Fantastic Four 2? Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them 2? Uh, it's this big galaxy that just consumes planets. That's what relatives are. They consume your time. If you have children... They consume every ounce of your time. If you have a spouse, they consume time. And just like they consume your time, I'm going to blow your mind here. You are a relative to them, and you consume their time. It's just like being in traffic. You say, I'm stuck in traffic, looking at all these bumpers, looking at all these license plates. But guess what? There's people looking at your bumper and looking at your license plate. Just something to, just something to chew on there. So yes, your relatives are time because they consume time. 
just like the, the energy being that they are. And you consume theirs. So it's all relative, get it? It's all relative. Yillian asks another question. She says, what is the most appropriate reason to cancel plans with friends? First of all, I applaud this question because it sounds like a legitimate question. Like you really want to cancel some plans with friends and you're not sure how. I'm going to help you out. The most appropriate reason to cancel plans with friends is if you are going to die. We're talking about death a lot in this episode, Mike. I don't approve. Too many, too much cursing, too much death talk. But we got to lay it down, right? This is the most appropriate reason to cancel plans with friends is if you are going to die. It's the only good excuse, actually, to cancel plans with friends. There is nothing more important than forcing yourself into a social situation that you do not want to be in. So tell people you're dying and tell them often because technically it's true. It is true. Everyone is always dying. Well, I read like years ago, I read a stat about uh, how your body actually starts to degenerate and die around age 20 or 21, something like that. So if you're young, you know, if you're pre-20, we'll say, you have your whole life ahead of you until you're 20 and then you're dying. So, you know, you can always play the whole I'm dying thing and be fairly accurate. Ken asks a follow-up question to Yillian's. He says, what is the most inappropriate reason to cancel plans with friends? Now, I don't mean to get stuck on this whole death thing, but the most inappropriate reason to cancel plans with friends is if you have murdered somebody. So somebody else has died. Now, whether it's on purpose or on accident, murder is no excuse to flake out on your friends. And if the murder is really that big of a hiccup in your day, geez, if it's that big of a deal, maybe ask your friends to help cover it up with you. It'll go quicker that way. And maybe you guys will form a bond that you hadn't shared before. Let's see here. We have another question from Ken here. Ken asks, is Mike related to anyone famous? Yes, as a matter of fact, Mike is the nephew of Ted Bundy, the infamous serial killer and rapist of the 1970s. Isn't that right, Mike? No. No. Okay, one more question here is from Yillian. She asks, is Chef Boyardee in a can an appropriate work lunch? First of all, I don't know if I've seen Chef Boyardee outside of a can, come to think of it. However... I did look up some old Chef Boyardee commercials, and this is going to sound very millennial of me, but I didn't know. I had no idea. Chef Boyardee actually used to come in a box, and it included everything you would need to prepare a real meal. Like, it had the noodles, it had the sauce, it had the Parmesan cheese. I don't know if it came with meat, too, but uh, he'd come out, 1953, he said, Hello, I am Chef Boyardee. That's how he said it. We, we say Chef Boyardee, but that's not his name. It's Chef Boyardee. And he said, just give me 15 minutes. I'll give you an authentic Italian meal. And to answer the question, is Chef Boyardee in a can an appropriate work lunch? Yes, absolutely. Now, about 10 or 12 years ago, Chef Boyardee was airing commercials for their foods. 
And they would say that it was made with like the world's finest ingredients and blah, blah, blah. And I say, if a company is willing to lie to my face so boldly, so honestly, they've earned a place in my lunch when my wife isn't around. So yes, uh, Chef Boyardee is not the ideal lunch. I concede this. Honestly, I concede this. No matter how many times I eat it, I know that it is not the ideal way to eat. If you're eating food out of a can, you know, things are not going great. They're not going great. Could be worse, but at least you're eating, right? At least you're eating. And you're eating affordably. Because that Chef Boyardee in a can, my God, it's just 99 cents. Now, in 1953, the commercial said, you get all of this, you get a full meal of spaghetti for three, 50 cents. Inflation is a bitch, but that's not too bad. Granted, I'd imagine the 1953 spaghetti from Chef Boyardee tastes a lot better than this can of 99 cent crap. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Anyway, thanks for the questions, guys. As always, as always, you can always ask us questions on our Facebook, at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are all over the internet, including uploaded.com, where you can also download and listen to this show. Even though we're on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and blah, 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 we are also on our own website because we like to be thorough. We're going to wrap this show up with a poll result or two. So last week we asked on our Facebook page, which you can vote on our Facebook page every week, we asked, uh, do you read the terms of service? You know, when you're signing up for anything, do you read the terms of service? 25% of you said that you read every single word. Every single word. Good on you. Good on you. 75% of you said, no. no. Of course not. Don't be ridiculous. We don't, I don't, I don't read all that legal jargon and gibberish. You gotta, you gotta uh, check the box anyway, right? If you say if you say you d don't agree to their terms and conditions, they don't let you use the service. It's a bitch. It's a bitch. You're not honored. You're not uh, rewarded for your honesty, for your nobility. And uh, this week's poll, we are asking, if you were reincarnated, what would you come back as? Don't forget, of course, that you guys can subscribe to all those uh, uh, podcast-related things I just told you about. We're on iTunes. Hey, it, by the way... Even if you don't listen to this show on iTunes or on an iPhone or iPod, hell, I don't have an iPhone. But this show is perpetuated through many podcasting apps via iTunes. So if you gave us a, I don't know, I don't know, five-star review on iTunes, it helps the show. It helps the show. It makes it a lot easier for people to find. So if you have a hard time finding it, by the way, on iTunes, please search, uh, I don't know, what are we? Mike, what are we? I think it's, uh, just search Chris to Chris and Uploaded. Should pop up, like, I hope. Jeez, I hope. Anyway, guys, you guys have been great. Uh, this has been episode 27 of Chris to Chris. Enjoy your weekend, or else. Oh.